Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this lovely evening. It is August 1st. Welcome to August. It's going to be amazing. It's already a little bit cooler here, and I'm hoping this is a trend that continues. And with August 1st, we are officially into the third trimester, and I'm trying to figure out how the heck you're supposed to count kicks because it's very challenging. I don't know why I have such a hard time with it. That we start out super, super strong, so we start counting, and we're really ambitious. Right now, we're up to six, and it's been 20 minutes, and I'm like, well, are there going to be 10, or what are we going for here? This baby seems to like to give me five kicks in a row in like one minute, and then that's it for like half an hour, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to keep track of how vigorous the baby is feeling so we can make note if anything goes less. One of the things they point out is that Adults tend to become less active when they don't feel good, and babies are very much the same way. One of the things they've noticed is that is if you keep track of your baby moving and shaking, then you're going to run a better risk of being able to catch them if something goes wrong, which obviously is something that I want to do. So we'll see what happens with that. Wish me luck. Welcome in, everyone. Stuart's here. Serenko's here. Dirk is here. Welcome all. It's going to be a wonderful evening. We're going to talk about the Trump indictment that Jack Smith just handed down. We'll talk about what's going on there. We're going to talk a little bit more about some Biden corruption. I want to read some commentary from Jonathan Turley, whom I respect and admire immensely. We know him. We love him. He's a professor of law over at who knows where, but he's a genius. So we'll get into it. Oh, Jacob says, I didn't realize you guys got pregnant. I'm really happy for you and Andy. Thank you. We are pregnant. And not only that, we are almost done. We're due in October, which is very exciting. We're getting our products one by one in the mail. And I'm really looking forward to this next one. It's like a playpen thing that we're going to put together and figure out how it works. Um, we're getting a bed frame for our bed, which is going to be nice too. So it's all kind of coming together and I am enjoying it, getting organized Figuring out where everything's going. Let's talk about Donald Trump since I know you guys all love him very, very much. I think that he has a lock on the GOP nomination for 2024. The GOP loves him. I'm not convinced everyone else does. We'll see what happens. It's early yet. Who knows? All right, guys. Let's read this one from Greg Price, who always does such great summaries of these issues. Jack Smith's indictment is nothing but a criminalization of political speech. Jonathan Turley agrees, so we'll read what he has to say next. In the third paragraph, he says President Trump had, quote, a right like every American's to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that he had won. But apparently he's indicting him for it anyway. In addition to obstructing the J6 congressional proceeding, I guess by giving a speech at the ellipse, question mark, question mark, question mark. The defense has a right, defendant had a right like every American to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he'd won. He's also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as by seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many such cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting the election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. So he did these things. All right, so let's see where Jack Smith is going after him. This is very clearly, to me, politicized. I have a grave issue with this. This is a very, very bad precedent. Shortly after election, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In so doing, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies, where it gets interesting. A. 
a conspiracy to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to impair, obstruct, and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the results of the presidential election are collected, counted, and certified by the federal government in violation of 18 U.S.C. 371, conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential elections are counted and certified, quote, the certification proceeding, end quote, in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512K, and C, a conspiracy against the right to vote and have one's vote counted in violation of 18 U.S.C. 241. If Biden's DOJ applied the same legal standard to every politician, this is Greg again, not just the one currently beating Joe Biden in the polls, everyone in the government would be charged with it. It is fully insane. Stewart says we should do a sweepstakes for birthday and donate money to charity. That is a great idea. You guys can try to figure out what the due date will actually be. Technically, it is the 23rd, but because it is our first kid, it's very likely it will be later than that. I've blocked off the whole week as baby week, and we're just gonna we're just gonna go into it and see what happens. Be ready for anything. Be packed with a bag, and be paying close attention to signs and symptoms. Anyway, I thought this was interesting because Greg Turley, or Greg Turley, Jonathan Turley goes on to say, "When I take red pen through the indictment that is protected by the First Amendment, it reduces to a haiku. Many of the things that are being charged here are protected speech." Yes. That is just the bottom line. I don't really care what laws he's saying this is violating. That is 100% correct. So let's see if we can find Jonathan Turley's, um, let's look for his Twitter. Sagar should have really linked his account because I always appreciate what Jonathan Turley has to say. Here we go. Excuse me again. Special Counsel Jack Smith just as you the first criminal indictment of alleged disinformation in my view. You take a red pen to all the material, presumptively protected by the First Amendment. You can reduce much of the indictment to haiku. I felt that the Mar-a-Lago indictment was strong. This is the inverse. Yes, I think that's fair analysis, and here's why. Mar-a-Lago was where Trump was waving around a document saying, I could have declassified this, but I chose not to. So this is not a declassified document that I have in my possession, but it is, in fact, still in my possession when it shouldn't be. Okay? This, however, is clearly very politicized. Anything connected to January 6th, fully politicized. 100%. 100%. No, no contest. This is closer to the case against former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, where Smith was overturned by a unanimous Supreme Court. Likely to happen here? The press conference held by Smith only deepened the unease for some of us. Smith railed against the January 6th riot and made it sound like he was indicting Trump on incitement. He didn't. The disconnect was glaring and concerning. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Turley adds, Trump just said that he was told to expect a second federal indictment at 5 p.m. Right, and that was prior to this, so that would be what this is in connection to. Yeah, so this is absolutely nuts. This is clearly politicized. This is targeting people's free speech, so everyone should be concerned about this. And this is the issue that I have. This is so frustrating to me because I will tell people who are on the left side of the aisle, even people I kind of agree with, kind of moderate people, I'm just like, hey, just so you know, when they go after Trump, they are going to go after you if ever you fall afoul of the institutions. They never believe me. They don't believe it's possible. For them, they truly think the left will always hold power and the right will always be in the wrong. And I think that's probably just because they think that they are morally right. 
and it doesn't matter what happens. They'll always be in the right and uh, nothing else makes any difference. And they will always have complete control of everything because, of course, they have to. It makes perfect sense that they do. Because, again, need I repeat myself, they are, after all, correct. I am just, my mind is kind of boggled by this right now, but I'm also not really surprised. I don't know what you guys are thinking about this. Um, let's see here. Acid reflux rebound. Yeah, acid reflux inbound 24-7, but I have found three things that help. I found papaya enzymes, which are recommended by my midwife, which people think is probably crazy, but it is like digestive support. So not totally crazy, just a little bit more homeopathic than I'm used to. Um, I like Prevacid uh, and Pepsid or Prevacid. I can never remember. It's like Tums, basically. And then I also like, um, what's the other thing I use? Oh, I use apple cider vinegar gummies. I used to mix apple cider vinegar with water and drink it. That was awful. That was horrible. Two ladies ask, can we hold the Biden family to these charges along with the FBI? That's a great question. Very great question. Lori says, I'll be in Titusville in September. Titusville seems to be quite the vacation destination. If you guys haven't been, you should probably go. And it's kind of making me want to go too. I don't think that's too far away. Evening all, says Psycho Clown. Hello, hello. Are you taking a probiotic? I'm not right now. I'm taking a prenatal and I'm taking choline and vitamin D and a small aspirin dose. Stuart says, I think Biden believes indictment is a flavor of ice cream. LOL. I think you might be right. Speaking of flavors of ice cream, if you guys have never gotten fruit at Whole Foods, you should do so now. They have pretty good prices and they have great fruit. But speaking of the Biden family, I did want to talk about that. I don't have a whole lot to say about the Trump indictment other than it's obviously wrong. It's clearly politicized and likely to be overturned, but we'll see what happens since people who deserve justice never seem to get it. Let's watch this. Supercut from Tom Elliott. I'm going to play this knowing that I might be demonetized for using other networks um, recordings, but I really want to hear what they have to say. Hacks. Biden working the phones with Hunter's foreign business partners is just him being a great dad. Now, before we start, we knew this would be the tack they would take, right? There are a couple different ways it could go, and they've, they've kind of played a couple different arguments. They've said, all right, so it's not a big deal. They didn't talk about business. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with the mafia, but if you're trying to shake somebody down and you call your boss in the presence of someone else and you ask him about the weather, does that or does it not have the desired effect of proving to your target that you are serious about what you're discussing? That is exactly what happened here. But because influence peddling is a little bit nebulous, the Democrats are clinging really, really weakly to this idea that nothing was actually discussed. There was no conversation of business. Yeah, I went into the deli. The deli owner wasn't cooperative. I called the boss. The boss chatted with me about the weather for five minutes. And then the deli owner did what I wanted him to do. I'm using a, uh, an example that Ben Shapiro mentioned earlier today. And I was like, yeah, that's totally right. Because influence peddling isn't where you sit down with someone and say, hey, I'm peddling influence here. How would you like to make this work? You say things like, I'm going to call my dad. Let me get my dad on the phone and see what he has to say about this. Super friendly, super on the up and up. No big deal. Who knows what happens next? Not a big deal. We're just saying hi, just checking in, just seeing how the weather is in Kiev. 
and then influence is peddled. And that is exactly how it works. It's not that complicated. I described it as a John Grisham novel for kindergartners because it really feels like a legal drama, but it's written for um, mentally deficient, like grade school children because it's so straightforward and so abundantly obvious exactly what they're doing here. But let's hear what these, let's hear what our mainstream media commentators have to say because this is the other tack they're thinking about taking. Nothing, nothing, not even approximating improper, much less wrong or illegal. It's wishful thinking. They're trying to create yeah. a scandal. They get pretty clear, at least so far. There is nothing there. House Republicans continue their search for any proof at all tying President Joe Biden to his son Hunter's business dealings. Joe Biden had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. Because they want to, they want to dirty up Biden's name. You know, Republicans have been trying to use Hunter Biden's behavior against the president. Did not know about anything that Hunter Biden was doing. Seeing that Biden was, was simply involved in his son's life in a personal capacity. Republicans from consistently trying to make this argument uh, and create the illusion of, of some um, malfeasance being there. So this goes on for over two and a half minutes and they're all saying the exact same thing, including that dead-eyed gentleman who looks like he's just simply sold his soul, which I'm convinced is exactly what happened there. Holy cow, look at that. That is a man with nothing left to lose. Jeezy Pete's. Anyway, I just want to point that out to you guys. Really interesting how they're going to try to spin this. I don't think it's going to work. I really, really don't. They have tried to show Joe Biden as being this friendly family man. That's why just the other day they were talking about their miraculously appearing seventh grandchild, Navy Joan. Lovely, adorable little girl who's been alive now for four years who has never been acknowledged by supposed family man and supportive father and grandfather, Joe effing Biden. Disgusting man. He's a disgusting, reprehensible, inhuman person. And I pray daily that he loses in 2024, but I'm not convinced we're going to put up enough of a fight. We'll see what happens. Again, we still have time. Anyway, I am just disgusted by this, but I have to admit it gives me a bit of a bit of hope because this argument is incredibly flimsy. They have to know how this looks to the average person. It's it's not going to work. And listening to um, Dan Goldman try to pretend that there was really nothing here because they'd never actually discussed the business itself, his voice is so uncertain and he's really kind of shaky and kind of he's not good at spinning he's not a great politician and again i from my understanding he's excuse me in office because of oh my gosh because of money and his personal family connections so of course he would be defending this kind of thing and these kinds of family connections that hunter biden is clearly um flexing here Leaving the pointer on his head looks like a fly. Oh, yeah. Remember there was a fly on Mike Pence's head that one time? And Hal Snipes points out he's not Mike Pence, LMFAO. Yes, exactly. I remember the fly. That was so crazy. What a cultural moment, honestly. But yeah, it's always fascinating to me. And I know we bang this drum a lot. We know exactly what the mainstream media does. They get their marching orders from the same location. They repeat the exact same things, sometimes in the exact same ways. It's really, really tiresome, but sometimes it works. Sometimes. However, I'm not convinced that's what's going to happen here because, let me see if I can find this article. 
My browser updated and now everything's out of place. Biden approval rate is at 39% as half of Democratic voters say a different candidate should be nominated according to a poll. Let's read. Just 45% of Democratic voters said the 80-year-old commander-in-chief should be renominated. Wow. That is terrible. Terrible stuff. I Guys, help me. I can't figure out for the life of me why Democrats thought it would be a good idea to run this decrepit, senile, aging, venal white man in his final throes of life as their ultimate winner. Why did they think this would work? And then to put Kamala Harris in there with him? Oh, okay. So you know who's terrible? Joe Biden. You know who who we should put in with him? Someone even worse who makes us afraid that he will die and replace him. Great strategy, guys. Really hats off to them. President Joe Biden's favorability rating remains low, while half of Democratic primary voters say their party should nominate someone else as the 2024 presidential candidate, according to a poll released Tuesday. Even though nearly two-thirds of Democratic primary voters, 64%, say they plan on voting for Biden, 50% said the party should nominate a different person for the 2024 election, just 45% of voters, Democratic voters, said the 80-year-old commander-in-chief should be renominated. This is up from July 2022 when just 26% of voters said Biden should be nom- renominated. That's interesting that that number is actually up. Kanye Ron adds, Biden is corrupt too. Yes. Everyone in the Biden family is incredibly corrupt. That's why Politico ran an article in 2019 talking about Biden Inc., how the entire family has benefited from Joe's influence and connections. Very interesting article. If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. Additionally, Biden's disapproval rating, which is up from last year, still remains higher than his approval rating. While 39% of registered voters approve of the way he's handling his job as president, 54% disapprove. In July 2022, the Times Siena poll found his approval rating was at 33%, while 60% disapproved. The new poll also shows that if the 2024 presidential election were today, Biden would be tied with former President Trump, 43 to 43%. Even with Biden's... Fascinating to me that Trump can't seem to become more popular than Joe Biden. That's disturbing to me. Even with Biden's low approval ratings, the other two declared Democratic candidates, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson, are still pulling behind Biden with 13% of Democrat voters saying they'd support Kennedy and 10% saying they'd vote for Williamson. When asked about his low approval rating earlier this year, after announcing his 2024 presidential campaign, Biden said everybody running for re-election at this time has been in the same position. There's nothing new about that. However, his approval rating is lower than all other modern presidents by this point in their term. Other than Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, and Trump, the latter two having lost their re-election bids. Interesting. This poll was conducted with 1,329 registered U.S. voters, blah, blah, blah. Not a big deal. I just thought that was super interesting. I still think the most interesting point is that this is still more people than thought should he should run for re-election in July of 2022. So a year ago, fewer people were saying he should run than are saying so today, which is really interesting. Like, are they not watching him just decay in front of us? Did you guys not see him on the beach? This man is no longer with us. And it makes me feel kind of bad, but I truly believe we should just let him retire. We really should. But not to worry, who's actually actively doing bad things. It's not just his corruption. Biden created warrantless surveillance program for border crisis, triggering new civil liberty, li- civil liberties fears. Fascinating. 
FISA court approves new NSA program despite declaring privacy interests protected by the Fourth Amendment are substantially implicated. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe you shouldn't have approved it. Oh my gosh, ridiculous. Lost in the recent outrage over FBI warrantless spying abuses, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court has quietly approved a new NSA surveillance program to screen the millions of migrants let into the U.S. under President Biden's controversial border policies, despite acknowledging concerns that privacy interests protected by the Fourth Amendment are substantially implicated. No kidding. Great work, guys. This feels like the Patriot Act all over again. The FISC ruling released earlier this month garnered significant attention for revealing the FBI, while making some improvements, still conducts between 160,000 and 200,000 warrantless searches of phone data of Americans every year, and that three such intrusions involved a U.S. senator, a state senator, and a state judge. Right. Remember that? Of course not. We're talking about aliens now. Give me a freaking break. But escaping most notice in that ruling was the court's approval of a major new national security agency program that Biden created as the migrant surge at the southern border began in 2021. The new travel vetting program allows for warrantless and suspicionless queries of raw Section 702 intercepted communications in an effort to quickly vet foreigners trying to get into the country. The court ruling issued in April and made public July 21st states that the new NSA program was created by national security directives signed by Biden in 2021 and 2022 to help the State Department and Homeland Security Department in ensuring that applicants do not pose a threat to national security and to, quote, support the federal government's vetting of non-United States persons who are being processed for travel in the U.S., or benefit under U.S. immigration laws. C says, please hit the like and share. Great advice. Thank you, C. Make sure you guys like the video, share it, comment, do all that other good stuff. I appreciate your being here and engaging in the conversation with us. Now let's ask Andy what he thinks about this kind of thing. Because to me, it sounds like another form of the Patriot Act, which was discussing at the time and remains discussing now. Don't like that. All right, you guys, on that topic... We have some actual corruption from Joe Biden. If you guys haven't been keeping up with the Devin Archer testimony, he uh, he is showing real quid pro quo in Ukraine. What And it was done by Joe Biden, which is what James Comer is saying here. Democrats in Congress in 2019 argued Trump had no basis to ask Ukraine, Ukraine's president, to investigate uh, Hunter Biden. Andy, I'm putting him on the spot. He says, oh, geez, I was working on something else. What was it about? Was it I was asking about this new program that the Biden administration put into place to violate more people's civil liberties and the Fourth Amendment again and again. So I'm just saying it sounds a lot like the Patriot Act. And that's basically exactly what it is. Patriot Act light, we'll put it that way. Just the most recent version we've seen. So this is actually a really interesting headline because it's true. This is exactly what's happening here. What Joe Biden factually did with Ukraine was what the Democrats tried and succeeded in impeaching Donald Trump over. And that's so interesting to think about because everything they were accusing Trump of doing they were doing themselves. It's almost like they're constantly projecting. It's literally Alinsky, uh, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Always accuse your opponents of doing what you're doing. Stewart asks, isn't Obama the only former president to have bought a house in Washington, D.C.? Wonder who really runs the White House? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Never liked Obama, but he sure seems to have a grip on the government. So who knows? 
Devin Archer's explosive testimony to Congress could further unravel a narrative about Ukraine corruption that was first cemented during the impeachment case against former President Trump. In 2019, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer tells Just the News. Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, reportedly revealed in the closed-door testimony Monday that Hunter Biden was being pressured back in December 2015 to do something about Viktor Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, his company, the company that he worked for. In the same month, Hunter's father, Joe Biden, had helped get the Ukrainian prosecutor fired while Biden was serving as vice president. Archer also said Burisma would not have survived had it not been for the influence of the Biden family. It's just unbelievable, Comer said on Monday after Archer testified. We brought forward a few weeks ago an FBI document that alleges that Joe Biden was involved in a bribery scheme for this very scenario. Now we know, despite Joe Biden saying he never had any knowledge of any of this, that he regularly spoke on the phone with the owners of these companies. That's right. He lied about everything just like he has for the past 50 years in a row. Nothing has changed. More of it is just coming to light. Yeah, so no surprise to anyone. I'm just struck by the parallels between what they were trying to accuse Trump of having done and what they themselves did. But I will leave it there for sure. I'm a little short of breath, so I think I'm going to pick some shorter articles to talk about. Oh, you know what? This one's really interesting. On the topic of things we don't know about happening in California, this one's interesting. Yesterday we talked about that biomedical lab popping up that no one knew anything about that was full of like, you know, lab rats and horrifying boxes and all kinds of viruses and bio biohazard material like blood and tissue. A new mystery company that's bought 55,000 acres of land surrounding a major Air Force base in California for $800 million is suing farmers for inflating the price as questions remain about it being owned by a hostile power. I'm going to have to stop you right there and say there is no question in my mind this company is owned by China, period. I will hear no other arguments. Flannery Associates bought 55,000 acres of land around an Air Force base. The anonymous group of investors is suing local farmers for price gouging. <laughs> Representative John Garamendi says the suit is to targeted attack to bankrupt the farmers. That's very clear. A mysterious company woo, that had bought more than 50,000 acres of land around Air Force Base. Public records show Flannery and Associates has invested more than $800 million on around 55,000 acres of land surrounding Travis Air Force Base since 2018. So this is the long con. Flannery is now suing local farmers for $510 million, accusing them of acting in flagrant disregard of federal and state law. By conspiring to inflate the value of land it sold them, they should be able to charge this company exactly how much they wish to because this company is not entitled to their land at all. Travis Air Force Base northeast of San Francisco is a strategically significant base that serves as a gateway to the Pacific Ocean. I wonder who would have an interest in the gateway to the Pacific Ocean. It houses large transport aircraft used for refueling smaller planes and sending aid and munitions around the world. Huh. Sounds strategic, doesn't it? But Representative Don Garamendi now claims the lawsuit is in fact part of a scheme to bankrupt the farmers and has a deep suspicion that chunks of land are being bought by a group linked to China. Duh. Duh. Even a Democrat can get it. Let's read the case. This is a simple case about a group of wealthy landowners who saw an opportunity to conspire, collude, 
price fix, and illegally overcharge Flannery, a buyer who has approached these landowners on an individual basis to buy their properties in the Jepson Prairie and Montezuma Hills area of Solano County, California. This area hosts several utility-scale commercial wind farms, transmission lines, substations, and other energy infrastructures. Oh, that could be another reason why China's interested in that, right? As well as numerous environmental conservation and mitigation projects. If the conspirators had acted independently, they could have each individually negotiated a sale with Flannery and made tens of millions of dollars in profits. But the conspirators wanted to make hundreds of millions. I don't think they wanted to make hundreds of millions. I think they wanted to make it impossible for this company to buy their land. To do so, they formed a secret conspiracy to drive up prices to super competitive levels by eliminating the free market competition in the sale of properties. Yeah, China. Keep talking about the free market. In the sale of properties that would have otherwise occurred among the something conspirators. Yeah. I don't believe that for a minute. I'm so curious how they plan to prove that this was the case. I don't believe that at all. Nah, don't believe it. In its initial complaint, Flannery claims it has a smoking gun evidence, including text messages and emails between sellers that reveal they were illegally colluding to sell the farmland for a substantial premium to fair market values. Garamendi told News Nation he's spoken with the families who sold their land to Flannery who claimed they didn't want to sell in the first place. He also said that there was nothing obligating Flannery to pay what it now claims is more than market value for the land. Duh. This is actually the free market. You don't have to pay anything. You can just walk away if it's too much for you. When he said that, although there was no direct evidence Flannery is linked to China, there were deep suspicions. Yeah. An attorney representing Flannery has said the group is controlled by U.S. citizens uh-huh. And that 97% of its capital comes from American investors, with the remaining investments coming from British and Irish citizens. That is surprisingly nice and neat. All Americans, just a few British and Irish citizens. See, nowhere near China, obviously. China has no actors in the United States. China has no interest in China, uh, Britain or in Ireland. Duh. So, obviously, it's not China. Nonetheless, after eight months of investigation, the Air Force's Foreign Investment Risk Review Office is yet to identify even one person that's part of the group. Uh-huh. Yeah. The fact they choose to buy all three sides of the Travis Air Force Base even raises immediate questions about national security. So is this Chinese money? We don't know, but we do know that the Chinese money was being used in North Dakota. We have a very deep suspicion that given the amount of money, given the lack of attention to values, that they simply want to acquire all this land. In its lawsuit filed in the Eastern District Court of California, Flannery names a number of individuals that accused of being involved in the scheme. Among them were Thomas McCormack, a director of the Bank of Rio Vista, which was founded and run by his family, according to SFGate. He sold his approximately 2,500 acres to Flannery on December 18, 2019. Blah, 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 blah. It's a suit designed to force the farmers to lawyer up spend tens of thousands of dollars on lawyering, and maybe, at the end of the day, bankrupt themselves. In fact, that has happened to at least one family that I know of, and I've heard rumors that another family simply said we can't afford lawyers. Travis Air Force Base is absolutely essential. It is the gateway to the Pacific, he said. A good deal of the munitions that are going to Ukraine are also passed through Travis Air Force Base. Well, there you go. This should be a bipartisan conversation there. If you care about Ukraine, you care about Travis Air Force Base. In a letter to Solano County, the majority of which is owned by Flannery, the company described itself as being owned by a group of families looking to diversify their portfolio from equities into real assets, including agricultural land in the western United States. The U.S. Agriculture Department has made its own inquiries into who is behind Flannery, but is reporting yet to yield any results. 
Nobody can figure out who they are. Ronald Cott, mayor of the nearby Rio Vista, which is now largely surrounded by Flannery Land, told the Wall Street Journal, whatever they're doing, this looks like a very long-term play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this was a terrible idea to let them get as far as they did, and now it's going to be really hard to fight. They're dug in like a tick at this point. So what do you guys think? Uh, Stuart, Lydia, uh, excuse me, Lids, China owns half our beef packing industry plants currently. Yes, I am not surprised at all by that. Uh, can I be your mod? I promise I have experience. I'm not going to put a bot in charge of my modding. That's my husband's job. How dare you? A property owner not give it away, says Dirk. Exactly. Lydia can't parallel park. Lydia can parallel park. Not only that, Lydia can back into parking spots. I'm actually very good at parking, it turns out. Robla, so are you on the side of he didn't do all the things he was just indicted for despite overwhelming evidence because that is the only other side you can take? You people are domestic terrorists living on Earth, too. That is a hilarious comment. Thank you for your input. That is nonsense. And you better believe we've all been called terrorists. We have all been called Nazis. We've heard every insult in the book. It's just so boring. Why don't you get some better material, dude? Alrighty. Two ladies says, Lids, exactly. Obama showed this control when he visited and Biden was left standing alone Wondering where everyone went to the other representative Googled rep, other representatives Googled over Obama. Not sure about that. That's very interesting and I will have to look into that. Alright, you guys, let's move on to this next one. I think we're far enough into the show we can talk about this one because I will tell you my take on this. Uh let's see here. Anorexic YouTuber Eugenia Cooney, twenty nine, sparks a wave of concern over her rail thin appearance in a new video amid her very public eating disorder battle. <sighs> I don't like eating disorders, they make me very sad. However, there is a very clear parallel here that we need to discuss. No one else is talking about this. Okay? And I really, really feel like this is something that needs to be brought to everyone's attention. Here's the deal with eating disorders. When someone has an eating disorder, when someone looks like this, are we telling them that they actually are overweight and that their their body should reflect what their mind is telling them that they are or what they look like? Of course not. Absolutely not. That would be medical malpractice, something that you could be sued for, which by the way is happening to doctors who promote gender transitions to teenagers. Can you imagine telling someone like this they're right about what they think about their body? This person is clearly in the grip of very strong mental delusion. And there is no space for anything here except empathy and a push for actual treatment. These, anyone who would say to a person who looks like this that they need to just listen to what they think about themselves and obey how they feel about themselves needs to go to jail or be mentally evaluated themselves. They are in some way benefiting from lying to this poor person. Okay. This is, this is so sad. YouTuber Eugenia Cooney has sparked major concern after sharing a video of herself looking even more thin than usual as she continues her public battle with anorexia. Yeah, she's destroying herself. She's literally physically destroying herself. And no one is telling her this is how it should be. Okay? Literally, no one is saying to her, actually, you are fat. Maybe you should keep up what you're doing. It's probably going to solve your problems. It's going to um, solve your problems terminally, but that's not what we want. That's not what anyone should want for you. No one who cares about you is going to be okay with you having these kinds of delusions. They are going to push you to seek help, seek treatment, find some way to combat these demons that you're clearly fighting. 
These comments are sad. This is heartbreaking. I hope someone helps her praying for her well-being. Oh, that is painful to see. That person is near death like that. Not a good person for kids to be inspired by, for sure. Now that, that's a serious problem. Hope she gets some help. Wow. Oh, this is so sad. It's so very sad. I hope she gets help before it's too late. Yeah. Robbie Starbuck. So sad. She's going to die. She doesn't get help. It's horrible. Who are the people filming, following, and cheering this on? That's the other side of this. There actually are people out there telling her that she's doing the right thing, that she's beautiful just the way she is, that she should continue to pursue these kinds of delusions. The internet is so great because it takes the worst of humanity and it just amplifies it to no end. And it can make you believe things that are abundantly untrue. Horrible, horrible stuff. Humanity is a dangerous place to be. Yeah, I'm glad that people are saying this is not good. In 2016, viewers once again begged the YouTuber to seek treatment. So people have been asking her to do this for a really long time. In fact, I think I remember this girl because she had a change.org petition signed for her by 18,000 people saying, fix this, fix this, stop, get help, get help. They even started a petition to ban, they even started a petition to ban her from YouTube claiming that she was promoting anorexia. Wow, that's horrible. At that time, she released a statement that read, some people are saying I'm a bad influence on girls. She said, I'm like a bad influence on girls. Don't write the way you talk, guys, please. I just want you guys to know, like I have seriously never tried to be a bad influence on YouTube or to influence anyone badly. I would never want to do that. I have never told anyone to try to like lose weight or try to like change the way they look or to look like me. More than 18,000 people signed a change.org petition calling for her to be temporarily banned from YouTube and seek medical help. Eugenia Cooney has a serious medical condition and needs to seek help. She's been influencing her viewers by her serious underweight condition, it said. She may not be intentionally influencing her viewers, but showing 50% of her body in videos and pictures are not helping girls with anorexia or any eating disorder, said Administrator Lynn Cloud. And that's an interesting point, too. This person has influence on young people. Now, at the end of the day, obviously what you view on YouTube is your your prerogative and what your kids view is your responsibility. So you need to figure out what's going on there. Jacob says, I want to give her a hug, tell her she's worth it, and immediately deprey her a sugar-coated pork, pork shop. Well, the problem with that is that anything that she does eat, she will remove from her body in one way or another because she has cessation. It It's not logical and she probably has to know that but the problem is when you entrench yourself in a a mindset like this in a mentality and a mental disorder like this it's very very hard to see the way out and as someone who's struggled with depression it's hard just to talk yourself out of bed sometimes and that's not even anything physical that's all in your mind that's something you have to tackle but you have to realize something is wrong So here we have some information about anorexia, eating disorder that causes people to obsess over their body image and what they eat. According to the Mayo Clinic, the eating disorder also includes emotional and behavioral issues that the person suffers to have an unrealistic perception of body weight along with extreme fear of gaining weight or becoming fat, right? So the the common trope is that a person with anorexia looks into a mirror and sees a fat person, obviously a fat person is not actually there. That person only exists in their mind and that's what I'm saying here. When a person looks in the mirror and sees someone who is not them, we don't tell them that the person in the mirror is their true self. And I'm not saying I'm drawing a parallel to transgenderism, but that's exactly what I'm doing. Because we don't lie to people who have a disorder that will kill them visibly. 
We lie to people who have disorders that will kill them mentally and then physically. And it's really incredibly disturbing. Sorenko says she'd go into shock if you fed her high calorie food. You can't force feed someone uh, anything, really. You really can't. This has to be something that she does for herself, which at the end of the day, all issues like this are. They have to be started by energy that the person themselves comes up with. And that can be really hard to do. Going to make a sandwich after seeing that picture? Yeah, for sure. It is an actual disorder. Very real. Yes, it is. It absolutely is, for sure. Anorexia makes me want to vomit. Thanks, Dirk. Appreciate that. <laughs> she is a girl. Uh, St. Miles says, give that girl, question mark, a sandwich. Yeah. Well, she's not going to eat it. And if she does, it will come right back up. But it's it's really rough. I just want to draw that parallel between anorexia and some other mental disorders that most of us, all of us here, certainly recognize as being disorders. But man, definitely keep that lady in your prayers because she is not going to make it much longer. All right, you guys, depressing news on the front of women. The number of women who drink themselves to death is rising by 15% a year, closing the gap with men and stoking fears of boozing from stress, anxiety, boredom, and loneliness. And you guys already know what I'm going to say, why I think this is happening. Even above the not having kids factor is the whole lack of culture thing. We don't have churches. We don't have church families who care about us. We don't have family families who care about us. We don't have friends who care about us. We've replaced everything with social media and it's made our lives worse, literally worse, calculably so. Women are closing the alcohol death gap. Oh, it's so great. Women are catching up with men when it comes to alcohol-related deaths. Partying and binge drinking are not stigmatized for women in the way they once were. That's right. That's the collapse of culture. Although male individuals continue to experience a higher burden of alcohol-related death, the findings suggest a trend of increasing rates of alcohol-related death among female individuals indicating a narrow sex gaps. A narrowing sex gap, says the survey. They used data from the U.S. Government Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Deaths were linked to alcohol poisoning, gastritis, cardiomyopathy, myopathy, liver disease, polyneuropathy, and other conditions, right? Because alcohol doesn't just affect your liver, because it dehydrates you, it affects your heart, because it's messing with the electrolytes that your heart needs to conduct um, electricity across its surface. Did not include death from alcohol-related murders or injuries. That's right. One of the things that Jordan Peterson likes to highlight heavily is that a lot significant percentage of murders, I don't have the numbers, I'm just quoting Jordan Peterson, uh, the significant numbers of murders are caused or exacerbated by alcohol and alcohol consumption. Women may be drinking more because of stress, depression, and anxiety, but also because of loneliness, as many are left behind following the death of a male partner. Expert says that's true too. Men tend to die before women. Alcohol also hits women differently, says the study. Women's bodies tend to have less water to dilute alcohol concentrations Compared to men, meaning they're more likely to develop health problems from booze. Hmm. Women take longer to break down alcohol, and the toxic byproducts can last longer in women. Yeah, for sure. Stewart says, free speech is one thing, but putting dangerous lifestyles out there publicly that influence the young is not right. An intervention would be in order. For sure. For sure. Agreed. I know. Yeah, her free speech is pivotal, but at the same time, you got to think about the way she's affecting the world around her. But again, to tie it into this article, because the culture has collapsed, we don't have parents telling their kids what they should and shouldn't be watching on YouTube 
or indeed measuring how much their kids are using YouTube at all. If children are finding and following this woman, it's not this woman's fault. It's their parents' fault. Okay. It's, it's, she's really not to blame. It get, it really truly comes down to the individual parents. Uh, various medical studies in recent years have linked even casual drinking with severe health consequences. That's right. Even before I got pregnant, we took, I took a full month off from drinking altogether because I was noticing that it was very, very bad for me and I wasn't good with, with relegating how much or how little I drank. It just would get out of hand as drinking often does because with each drink you have, this is something I noticed early on, with every drink you have, the more likely you are to have another drink because it lowers your inhibition. So your common sense telling you, ah, oh, it's probably enough. You should probably stop tends to be lowered. Unfortunately, it is a, it's a vicious cycle. Various medical studies have linked up yep, casual drinking. Doctors routinely advise patients to stay off the bottle. The UN's World Health Organization this year warned that there is no safe amount of alcohol consumption. And for once, I agree with the World Health Organization. There's actually no positive to drinking, period. There just isn't. Sorry. I know some people don't want to hear that. Alcohol is a toxic, psychoactive, and dependence-producing substance, the WHO wrote. It causes at least seven types of cancer, including the most common cancer types, such as bowel cancer and breast cancer. Alcohol is America's fourth leading preventable cause of mortality behind some 140,000 deaths each year, approximately 97,000 men and 43,000 women, it says the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Those are really rough numbers. That's truly terribly sad. Until we fix what's wrong with our culture, until we figure out what's actually happening to women, until we wake up to this, we are not going to fix this issue and women are going to keep dying. They're going to close the gap. It's just going to get worse and worse. St. Miles, thank you so much for your very generous super chat for fresh fruit treats for the baby. The rest for dip and dot. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. For sure, Whole Foods is pricey, but I am all, I'm currently trying to go super organic and try to keep some of that pesticide out of my system so it doesn't go to the baby. Uh, says, it would seem that Animal House has misled me on the whole booze thing. Yes, 100%. Psycho Clown adds, women's bodies metabolize alcohol differently than men. The percentage of alcohol absorbed and the speed that it is absorbed is faster for women than men, aka a woman having a glass of wine daily is worse than for men. Yeah, possibly so. Yeah, for sure. Andy says, we're going to the candy store. Yay! Yeah, a man who has a glass of scotch each day kind of thing. Yeah, men are just able to bear it better. And that's something that women need to come to terms with. That's actually not a sexist thing. Just a fact of nature, unfortunately. It's okay. Just go with it. Um, Sometimes you have to come to terms with the way things actually are rather than the way you wish things were. But... All right, there is good news on the male front, though, which seems a little unfair given what we were just talking about. Teenage boys increasingly embrace conservatism, turning against the liberalism that takes aim at toxic masculinity in America's classrooms and workplaces. The share of boys who say they're conservative has climbed steadily for years. Good. Andy says men are the same as women. Genitals are all fluid. Thank you, dear. I appreciate your input. Very true. An adage suggests that people start liberal when young and drift conservative as they age. New research is challenging that maxim. A study of political attitudes shows that teenage boys are increasingly entering adulthood as fully-fledged conservatives. Thank goodness. Meanwhile, teenage girls skew liberal. Data comes from the University of Michigan's Monitoring the Future Youth Survey and was analyzed by Jean Twenge, uh, I've, I've heard about her research, very interesting research, author and psychology professor at San Diego State University. I need to learn more about her. 
Teen boys and young men have been drawn to right-wing groups like the Small Act for America rally against Islamic law in New York City. How dare they pledge allegiance to the flag? That's crazy. They show that the share of 12th grade boys who identify as liberal fell from 25% in the 70s to 13% today. That is a significant, significant percentage that it's dropped. Meanwhile, the share of boys who say they're conservative rose from 17% in the 70s to a peak of 26% in 2020, the last year of Donald Trump's presidency. It's a different story for 12th grade girls. Of course it is. Of course it is. Serenko says, let's, let's use the money to get healthy fruits and vegetables. Andy, candy. Yeah, that's right. Andy rhymes with candy. It's part of his job. He has to appreciate the candy. The share of liberal girls has climbed from 23% in the 1970s to a peak of 31% in 2021. Yeah. Meanwhile, the share of conservative girls barely changed, hovering at about 13% over recent decades. In her book, Generations, Twenge says girls and boys are diverging into their politics. Among liberals, the future is female. Among conservatives, the future is male. For some analysts, teenagers are responding to the incentives. Boys and young men are increasingly embracing conservative as a reaction to feminism at a time when they're being outpaced by girls at schools and colleges, according to the State of American Men in 2023 report. Too many young men believe feminism has gone too far and hold more conservative gender in, gender inequitable views than older men, says the report from the research group Equimundo. They are turned off progressive ideas that are associated with that associated them with negative phrases like toxic masculinity, says the fifty three page report. The ubiquity of the term toxic masculinity continues to anger many men who rightly don't want to be seen as toxic or think of themselves that way. Who in their right mind would want to think of themselves as toxic? And I'm asking all of you guys in my audience, even though I suspect a majority of you guys are males, because most YouTube viewers are, who wants to think of themselves as toxic? I don't want to think of myself as toxic. I can be toxic sometime. Everyone can. I'm not a toxic female. I'm just a human. And my entire gender is certainly not toxic. Nor are you guys. None of you guys. After the candy store, Andy will get, oh no, he won't, you guys. Thanks for your, thanks for your, um, thanks for your input, everyone. That's great. It's going to be great. Writing for the American Enterprise Institute, a right-leaning think tank pollster, Daniel Cox, said conservatives were trying to reassert a masculine politics that is aggressive, unapologetic, and dominant. This is a family show. Girls, on the other hand, may see progressive politics as a way to get ahead with better opportunities at work and school. They're also more supportive of efforts to promote feminism and fight climate change, which are embedded in progressive politics. Twen should not immediately answer DailyMail.com's interview request. She should do an interview with the Daily Mail. I would love to have that. She's a great commentator. I've been appreciating her research for a while now. I need to read some of her books for sure. Oh, hey, you know, on this topic, I'm going to read this article just because it makes me feel good. Conservative women are more attractive than liberals. But left-wing men have better poker face, according to a study using artificial intelligence. Here's the thing. I think, think sometimes people get this backwards, right? Conservative women, oh my gosh, are more attractive. Why is that, do you think? Is it possible that being slightly more attractive will make it more likely that you'll think that conservative policies work? All you have to do, after all, is pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which is easier to do when you're more attractive than when you're less attractive. Yeah, so we have to make sure we assign the right 
assign the right cause and effect, make sure they're on the right side. Conservative women are more attractive than left-wing females, according to a European study of thousands of faces. The initial Swedish researchers tested a deep learning artificial intelligence, this is from June, called a neural network that can predict a person's political leanings the majority of the time based solely on their headshot. It found that right-wing women were more attractive based on a publicly available scoring system. The group found no such link in men, but did determine that the left-leaning men showed more neutral, less happy faces, suggesting perhaps better skill at guarding their emotions. Yes, because if you're left-wing and you're trying to be in a relationship with a left-wing woman, you aren't allowed to be very emotionally because they will tell you that they want emotional men, but when a man is emotional, they will call them toxic. Seriously. And it's no joke. And and I've seen evidence of this on Twitter. They'll be like, oh, this man was emotional. This is crazy to me. And I'm just like, what is happening here? Maybe we should consider some other factors, possibly. But who knows? Who knows what happens? Our results confirm the threat to privacy posed by deep learning approaches, the researchers wrote in their published findings for the Nature-Owned Journal Scientific Reports. Look at these faces. They all look identical to me. I see absolutely no difference. Let's ask Andy. He actually has a face blindness, honestly. Like, he actually has a condition that causes him to not be able to see which faces are which. So, let's ask him which is true. All he knows is that I'm cute, so I appreciate that. The researchers, a trio... Oh my gosh, short of breath. I gotta breathe. The researchers, a trio of psychologists and political scientists from Denmark and Sweden, selected 3,000 publicly submitted headshots of political candidates for analysis in neural network capable of facial expression coding and classification. This is amazing. I'm so happy for this article. But again, we can't invert cause and effect. I think that being attractive means you're more likely to be conservative. And I think there are very real reasons for that. But I don't know. We'll see. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's almost eight. I want to talk about incels tonight. We're going to talk about incels on the Friday night bonus hole. That's where this is going to end up. Thank you guys all so much for joining me tonight. I'm so sorry. I'm so short of breath. I'm wearing my little belt that's supposed to help by lifting your belly, but it's not not really helping very much tonight and it's doing more to strangle me than anything else. So we will get to that Intel article, I swear, on Friday. I've not forgotten about it. I'm leaving it up. In fact, I'm going to pin it and make sure that we don't forget it, but it'll be good. All right, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the cool down. Hopefully it is cooling down wherever you are. I hope that Stuart has been having cool air over there in the UK slash Scotland. He'll have to keep us informed about what's going on over there on that side of the pond. I hope Lori enjoys Titusville. I'm going to have to check that out since that seems to be super popular. I was reading about bathtub reefs, and I really think that I need to investigate them. Andy and I really want to go scuba diving. Uh, not scuba diving. Why do I keep calling it scuba diving? It's not scuba. It's just snorkeling. Just snorkeling, right? So you go underwater with your little snorkel thing, and you don't have to take any scuba equipment. It's great. It's not expensive. You can do it on your own. You wear your own goggles and everything. Bathtub reefs sound really cool. I just don't know anything about them, so... We will be checking that out for sure. We'll take some pictures if we end up going. Thank you guys all so much for joining me tonight. Sorry for being so scatterbrained. It's probably because I'm short of oxygen. <sighs> I'll see you all tomorrow. Until next time, remember remember our rule. Stay safe, stay well, stay out of Target. Until tomorrow. <laughs>